I think rightly held. I think it's fair to say that as modern thinkers, we won't really understand our intellectual situation, won't really comprehend how and why we are what we are and think what we think, unless and until we can come to have some sense of the thought of our earliest philosophical progenitors, of these original ancestors, important both because of their stature as intellectual giants and because of their place in the early moments of Western philosophical thought and therefore as influencing and shaping our own philosophical and generally cultural thought. And that's, I think, one of the reasons, not the only, but one of the strong reasons why it's important for us to uh, be well grounded in and to have a reading knowledge of these thinkers, Plato and Aristotle. Well, this course of lectures is, uh, as I indicated, primarily an introduction to the philosophy of these thinkers. It's not simply a course of lectures about what Plato and Aristotle believed, that is, to what used to be called doxography. That is to say, instead of compiling a list of Plato's views and Aristotle's views on this or that topic, on X, Y, or Z, what I'm going to ask us to do is think through the philosophical texts of Plato and Aristotle with them. Of course, we're always tempted just to compile beliefs, in the same way that we're always tempted to use the writings of people like Plato and Aristotle as the occasions for our talking about our own philosophical issues. That's a temptation that we all have, and it's not a bad temptation, especially in light of what I just said. I suggested that we read our philosophical ancestors in large part because we believe that they will help us think through our own philosophical, spiritual, political, and moral issues. And so it shouldn't be surprising that we should want to either openly or covertly read back into these authors and their text those philosophical, spiritual, political, and moral concerns. The mistake comes, however, when we try to do this too easily and readily, that is, when we don't read them enough on their own, uh, in their own terms in order to be able to learn actually from them independently of our construction or construal of their thought. I want to ask you neither to avoid philosophy in reading these texts and thinking about them, nor to read our own concerns back too easily into them. What we should be doing is what some 19th century German thinkers call the task of hermeneutics, a phrase that they use to mean reading a text from the point of view, point of, view of the problematic context that motivates and directs the structure of argument that goes on in the text. And in a philosophical text, like Plato's and Aristotle's, that context is ultimately philosophical. So this means that I hope we can avoid the reading of these thinkers as philosophically naive or primitive, taking them simply at face value and being satisfied or often dissatisfied with the articulation of some sense that might be given to them, and instead ensuring that the question always should be, what is it that a philosopher of the stature of Plato or of Aristotle, which means, as I've just suggested, a philosopher of extraordinary sensitivity and intelligence, philosophical imagination, what is it that such a person is attempting to articulate in what we have before us? So asking this is to ask that we serve simultaneously two independent, in a sense, but in another sense dependent, two different masters. On the one hand, philosophical relevance, and on the other hand, truth and historical interpretational accuracy. 
And it's not easy to serve these two masters, and it's not easy to serve them especially together. But I want always to be trying, here in this course of lectures, simultaneously, to see if we can help us understand a text in terms of its plain meaning, and at the same time, and as part of that understanding, to find the significance, or the meaning in a deeper sense, of the text of the philosophical thinking without disrespect to that plain meaning. To do this is, in other words, to be interested in relevance and how it is that philosophical questions that were raised in antiquity, as we sometimes say today, speak to our condition. But it is to do it seeing that what is relevant and how it is relevant is often the product um, rather than the condition of our educational activity. That is to say, it's often the case that seeing something relevant is what emerges from the task of interpreting them and is not the simply the body.